What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Chad on Score North and scorenorth.com. I wouldn't call it surreal. Or is it? I wouldn't call it surreal. I would say it's exciting. You know, I think if you would have told me before the season that we'd be going to the Super Bowl, I probably would have called you crazy. But then, you know, we played a whole season and, you know, nothing surprises me now. I know the kind of guys that we have and the team that we have. So, you know, there's there's still one left. We're excited about this one. But, you know, we'll celebrate tonight and then move on. And then can you tell us a little bit about your, your, your chain there? Oh, you like that one? Yeah. I would not. <laughs> there's no story to it. It's just uh, I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> What needs to what needs to happen for Judd? They just have chain. like a Jay Z diamond, a surly chain. <laughs> the incredible thing, though, is when when was the question asked? Subsequently, is the chain re- real? And Burrow said, "I make too much for it not to be yeah. real." That was the next. Yeah, that that's was a the great. Next I love that line. I make way too much for that not to be a real chain. But he doesn't say it in a way that's no. like. You clowns, you you know, you ratty media types. He kind of laughs like, oh, I make a lot of money. It's okay. Yeah. We can talk and you're about not rich. Like, yeah. <laughs> but you, he's, no, he's not. No, he's not saying that. But you might have. A, no, but he thinks he thinks that people are, are like, yeah, the chain's cool. I'd get a chain like, like that. And he's like, yeah, I got a real one, too. So he's great. He's he's he's, co- he's cocky. But you know what? When you back it up, Damn good right. for you, dude. He and well, let's let's just get into statements here. We we have a, a full day of mm-hmm. of mostly football and Vikings related statements. Also on Purple Daily, we'll dive deep into the the latest on the Vikings coaching search today. Uh, if you missed any of our Jim Harbaugh reporting and speculation over the weekend on Purple Daily, you can check that out. But let's start with Declan here. Lead us off. All statements right. here. On this Monday. My opening statement after watching Championship Weekend and Joey B get it done for Cincinnati. My statement is simple. Minnesota Vikings fans, you saw the blueprint yesterday. You saw the blueprint this weekend. Two years ago, the Bengals were a mess. They're coming off another disappointing season with Andy Dalton, a QB that led them to some playoff bursts. They were routinely around 500. They were a nice team, but never considered real serious contenders in the AFC. So they bottomed out. They found themselves on top of the draft. They find their franchise quarterback who put up one of the greatest college football seasons in history. And two years later, not even two years since you drafted him, you're now in the damn Super Bowl. And nothing about this Bengals team to me is like perfect. They, they have an average defense. They showed up when they needed to in the second half yesterday. No doubt they deserve props for that. They have an average offensive line. Their head coach, I'm still not completely sold on, but hell, dude, you, you just outcoached Andy Reid in the playoffs. Props to you, man. Like that, that's, okay, a, that's, a, that's a damn good. How are you not sold on Zach Taylor at this point? He he's just in he, the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, he's, with a rebuilding roster and Joe Burrow helps. He did a decent but. job. I still think his characteristics to always go for it in, in not opportune situations. I'm not completely sold on him being in the upper echelon of coaches yet. I'm not. He, he, he's a nice coach and, and he's turned things around in Cincinnati, but I'm not ready to put him on one of the best coaches in the NFL. He's done a damn good job. He's a top 10 coach probably, but I, I don't have him in top five. I, I just don't yet. Um, but that so Bengals, you're saying yeah. tank, that tanking is the blueprint. Tanking is the blueprint, and also finding your next quarterback and taking the chance in the draft, is, I think, is the blueprint. Because you look at the Bengals, and they have offensive weapons. They have Jamar Chase. They have T. Higgins, Joe Mixon. Obviously, Joe Burrow's the difference maker that makes up for all that, but the Bengals beat the Titans as a number one seed on the road. They beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead. And they made Patrick Mahomes look like a mortal quarterback in the second half. Um, th- there might not be a Joe Burrow, obviously, in this draft. But what, but what the Bengals did was they accepted that good wasn't great, wasn't good enough with Andy Dalton, and they were never going to be great. And they knew something had to change, so they found their franchise quarterback. They bottomed out, yes, 
and now they're in the damn Super Bowl. So Vikings fans, you saw the blueprint. Go make your own. The issue is this, because you can miss on that draft pick, and that's absolutely fine. And this is a problem internally with the Vikings and the fan base and all of us. When we look at the Bengals, we say, oh, yeah, but I mean, come on. How often? Do I, come on. That's too difficult. The reality is you continue to shoot your shot because of exactly this. And that's why you have to do it. That's why you continually have to, at times, take chances. Be- because we're all so risk adverse here. Like, yeah, but it, you don't want to be really bad. And then if you're bad and you draft, what if you draft, you know, Christian Ponder again or something like that? Okay. Bad things I hear that one more can happen. Better, by the way. Bad things can or or Jamarcus Russell. I mean, it doesn't. The name the name is not important. The thing is, yes, there are busts and yes, there are stars. But if you don't take your shot at times, you're never going to get there. And and this whole thing of well, yeah, but I mean, I would just prefer to win nine ga- nine games, nine ten games, maybe once in a while win twelve games and get just destroyed in the let's see conference championship game or beaten in that game. We're Everybody is so risk-adverse, and if it was just us and not the team, it would be absolutely fine. But it's the team, too. The team has to get past this exact same fear that the fan base has. Yeah, I mean, so I, I don't think they have to tank and get the number one overall pick in the next couple of years in order to find a quarterback. I mean, Patrick Mahomes was, what, ninth or 10th overall? Josh Allen was not the number one overall pick. I mean, there, there, Justin Herbert was not the number one overall pick. Lamar Jackson won an MVP award. He was the last pick in the first round. And uh, again, like, is this considered the strongest quarterback draft? No, not necessarily. Would I be comfortable guaranteeing that there's at least one dude in this draft, Malik Willis or somebody, if developed the right way? Absolutely. But to, to your point, and I tweeted this, I was just in a war, in a war with bloggers, Vikings podcasters and bloggers on Twitter this weekend. And I'll, I'll say it on the show here. It'll never cease to amaze me how many fans, podcasters, Vikings bloggers mock the idea of taking a big swing for a young quarterback. Well, yeah, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is just available to anyone, right? It's like, well, I just, I just named you four <laughs> dudes that weren't number one overall picks that have either won MVP awards or are on their way to winning MVP awards. They're on rookie scale contracts for the most part, right? Like... Like, a lot of people would rather watch the Vikings grind their way to seven or eight or maybe nine wins with the 14th best quarterback taking up 20% of the salary cap than to actually take a shot on a young quarterback of the future because Christian Ponder shell-shocked you. Like, why are you letting Christian Ponder control your life like this 10 years later? It's amazing. It's like, so you, you, know, you got into a fender bender 10 years ago, and it's like, oh, we can't drive now. What happens if we, oh, my God. If we drive, like, it's it's a little risky. You might whiff again. And I'll say this. The Vikings in the 10 years before Kirk Cousins made the playoffs five times. 50% of the time. They've made the playoffs once in four years since going 13-3 and three and signing him the year after. So, again, I don't think you have to tank to have the number one overall pick. Like, I don't know if I advocate for that. But take a freaking swing. I don't know. I, I'm all worked up. Watching those, but games. what if you get bad? I, I mean, I mean, what if you're wrong? What if you're wrong, and, and then you don't? Oh my God, what happens then? The franchise folds, right? That's the problem. We're so afraid of, like, I get in day to day life n- not taking dumb risks. I don't, but in, but this is sports. You have to sometimes go out on that limb, and, you, and occasionally it's going to break, and occasionally well, it's, it's not okay. going to break. To your point, here's I'll, I'll throw a statement on here, okay. The franchise didn't crumble because the Vikings drafted Christian Ponder. Yeah. Oh, they they had to. Okay, they they actually went to the playoffs despite how bad he was, which is a testament to the roster that they were able to build. But Adrian Peterson carried them, yeah, because they could afford to pay him like fourteen million dollars a year because they weren't paying their quarterback any money, right? Correct. So, you know, they had a down year or two. They reset. They brought Mike Zimmer. It was like a year and a half that they were bad or something. And then they and then they hired a new coach and then they you know then they went and got Bridgewater and and they wound up getting Keenum into you know Bradford whatever but like the franchise didn't go into a ten year tailspin because they whiffed on a first round quarterback when Teddy Bridgewater blew his knee out and that became sort of a bust of a first round pick 
They still went 13-3 and three like a year later. <laughs> so, yes, go take a swing. Go get your Burrow. Go get your Allen. Go get your Mahomes. Go get your Herbert. And stop laughing and mocking the notion that, right. oh, it's just that easy, huh? Right. Well, it's not easy, but you got to try. It's doable. <laughs> it's be- yes. It's being actively done. It's being done continually by teams not named the Vikings. Yes. All right, Judd. So I'll take Declan's statement and and go to the National Football Conference and give you this statement. The future can be now, okay? The Los Angeles Rams in coming seasons could be horse bleep. Like they could be, we don't know. But, but this team has traded since 2018. They put this uh, graphic up on Fox last night, six first-round picks. They don't have right now a first-round pick until 2024. But you know what they do have, ladies and gentlemen? A spot in the Super Bowl. And that, and that is what every fan in this town who loves the Vikings absolutely wants. Now the question is, okay, but Judge, you're going to give up so much. What's going to happen? Let me take you back to 2000 and I believe it was 19. In fact, it was 2019. Jalen Ramsey being shopped aggressively by the Jags. And I remember sitting in this very studio doing shows with our friend, Matthew Collar, talking about, okay, what's the price tag? Because Jalen Ramsey is the type of cornerback who can step in, in here for, for, you know, for an extended period of time, too. Still, he's young and can be dominant. I mean, he's the exact type of guy that you need because you're all in now with Kirk. Like, like you're going all in. But what about the future? But what about your draft picks? But what about the cap? Well, the cap is going to, to take a hit because of Kirk regardless. So the fact is... While Dex says, and he, he's right, go 2-14, and 14, tank, get the first-round pick, and if the first overall pick is Joe Burrow, you might be set for a long time. But the other option is, with Cousins, it's sort of like the Vikings went, dove in the pool and stopped themselves at, like, their waist. And their legs are dangling out of the pool. They're like, but we can't go in with our legs, too. It's like, no, if you're going to dive, dive. That's how I swim, actually. I, I literally just go right here, and I don't go in the deep end. No, so but I, I'm that's saying, how like, I swim. Their, their head is in the water, yeah. and their legs are sticking out right now. And they're like, but we, we can't go all the way down. It's like, no, you have to. You have to. And so the point is, the Rams possibly are one of the most irresponsible franchises I've seen. But they're in the Super Bowl. And how did they get there? They committed to what they were doing. The Vikings truly, with Kirk, did this half-ass. Because they're like, well, we got Kirk, and now we can't get this, and now we can't get that. No, if you're going to go in. And by the way, that's a very short that's a very short window of opportunity. Yeah. you got to go they in. Got, they got Kirk. They got their, at, at the time, right, they got their franchise quarterback, highly paid, win now, Coming off a thirteen and three season, and then they proceeded to draft more players over a three yes. year stretch, thirty eighth than any team basically in NFL history. Right, <laughs> since but think the about draft that. was shortened to seven rounds. Rather than leveraging those picks right. to build that roster, you're right, dude. They had one foot in, one foot out. Now the re- I think part of the reason why they had one foot out is because they were never fully sold on Kirk Cousins, <laughs> the asset that they acquired. <laughs> the, head, the, the head coach wasn't. No, I know. Which but... is, I mean, all this is why they got fired, right? Yeah. Just chaos. And by the way, I saw Mike Zimmer's alleged Instagram model girlfriend was chirping at about Spielman yeah. on social media this weekend and stuff. Um, all right, to to keep the, the the comparison train rolling here, you know, this is, I guess, the theme of you know these last ten or fifteen minutes is what can the Vikings learn from the Super Bowl teams? My next statement is people are trying to use Matthew Stafford as an example for why Kirk Cousins can do it too, if given the chance. Well, look at these guys. They've been in the same quarterback tier rankings for all these years, and look what happens. You you put one of them, Matthew Stafford, in this great Ferrari, and he drives it to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by the way, I am thrilled for Matthew Stafford. That dude spent 12 years in the most disorganized, incompetent organization in the last 50 years of, of the NFL. And uh, and now we are seeing what he can do when when put with great infrastructure. But the three major differences and why I think the comparisons have sort of jumped the shark and why I, I almost think it's absurd now to compare Matthew Stafford to Kirk Cousins. Three main reasons. Number one, the Lions aren't the Vikings. Like people are saying, well, look, like Stafford, you take him out of the Lions and put him with the Rams. Like 
are we really comparing the Lions to the Vikings? I mean, Kirk Cousins has had pretty damn good infrastructure the last four years. The first two years, he had one of the top five or ten defenses in the NFL. Mm-hmm. They still couldn't get it done. They won one playoff game. And uh, and he's had Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, K.J. Osborne, Irv Smith, Kyle Rudolph, Dalvin Cook, like all these weapons on offense. You know, offensive line's a little shaky, but you know, nothing's going to be perfect. So you can't compare Stafford leaving the Lions and that dumpster fire organization year after year with Cousins potentially moving on from the Vikings to some other advantageous situation. Uh, secondly, if you just this isn't going to be quantifiable on a like a football stat page. So if you're just looking at the spreadsheet here, I'm sorry, but Stafford is a gravitational pull teammate. He is the unquestioned leader. He's got a personality that teammates love. Going back to uh, Detroit as well. He rises up in a lot of big moments. He actually has 43 game-winning drives in his career. One year he had eight with the Lions. Eight game-winning drives in one season. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's. I'm not saying he's Tom Brady, but he's definitely more of a gravitational pull, bring everything together for the team guy than Kirk Cousins has been. And number three, maybe the most important one, Stafford's cap hit is far less than Cousins'. And this allows the Rams to build a better roster or eat more dead cap on the on the players like Jared Goff that uh, that they aren't paying to be on the team anymore. So, you know, yes, is there maybe a better situation for Cousins? And could he thrive more? Of course. And maybe the Vikings created here. But I'm just kind of done comparing Matthew Stafford and Kirk Cousins. Until Cousins plays in a game beyond, like, January 10th and, uh, you know, and has his back to the wall and needs to come up with a game-winning drive in the NFC Championship game or the Super Bowl, like, you, you, you really can't compare the two anymore. Show some damn respect because you're talking about, as of this morning, Pro Bowl quarterback, Kirk Cousins. Pro Bowl, Kirk Cousins. Pro Bowl quarterback. Sorry, Named the Pro Bowl team. I, you know what? I am so it. tired. I am so tired. I mean, this man was an alternate, and, and shockingly, A-Rodge said, you know, I'm going to blow off that stupid game. So I'm very upset with you because he is a Pro Bowl quarterback as of today, and I'm sure we're about to see that. Yeah, you're right. And yeah, and Stafford, Stafford, there's no question, has a clutch gene that Kirk lacks. Um, I've seen Stafford lead drives where I'm like, whoa, that's impressive. In Detroit. And he, and he, and he throws picks. He definitely throws picks at oh, a higher make, rate than Cousins. Oh, yeah. The variance of Matthew Stafford is, is wider than Cousins, but you get more on the upside than you do with Cousins. Stafford can do stupid things, but, but he is – but, again, it comes back to what I consider to be one of the most important things about the quarterback position. He's wired in a way that I would prefer. He's wired in a way where, yes, he'll do dumb things, but, but those are, are the same – um, and I'm not comparing these two directly, but they are the same Favre things where where Favre did some incredibly, hell, we saw one of them, stupid things. But he also had that gene where he could take chances that could win you games. I don't think Kirk is going to throw that pass in, what, week three, 2009 to Greg Lewis. Do you? Do you think he's going to throw that perfect pass, which is one of the most incredible finishes to a Vikings game to this day I've seen? I don't think he's going to throw that pass. Ah, Jeff Dugan's in the flat. He hits Jeff Dugan for a nice little 12-yard gain in 2009. That's exactly what happened. That's actually very good, Declan. You might be right. Get it it a little bit closer. A little bit closer. Oh, my God. That's a good call. Jeff Dugan. 100%. Kirk, I'm here. Oh, God. I love it. (laughs) All right. Back to Declan. All right. My next statement. The list is getting shorter, and I wonder which name the Vikings are going to pick. So Ian Rapport this morning on NFL Network has uh, the Vikings going to interview Kevin O'Connell and Raheem Morris from the LA Rams offensive and defensive coordinator. Uh, it seems like O'Connell, Morris, D'Amico Ryans are like your quote unquote, it's not officially finalists, but it seems like they have zeroed in on those guys, right? And I feel like all three of them are kind of in their own bin, in their own unique way of who are they going to pick because I think they're all very different backgrounds. Uh, yeah. Morris is a former head coach, and I think a lot of us had him as the favorite just a few weeks ago. He's experienced on both sides of the ball, but now there's other candidates emerging, and it's like, oh, maybe we shouldn't be just married to the idea of Raheem Morris, even if he maybe is still on our number one list of who you'd like to hire. Um O'Connell and Ryan's are, I think, obviously a bit more raw. Ryan's just retired from football three years ago. Um, and O'Connell has had a similar rise where we don't know much about him, but he's obviously like the offensive-centric guy 
that the team claims you kind of pivot to after being on a defensive side of the ball with Mike Zimmer, O'Connell would seem like right the polar opposite that you would go in typical NFL coaching hiring hiring sprees where your defense, you go offense, your offense, you go defense. And look, O'Connell's part of this McVay coaching tree. Like as we kind of forget about, we always talk about that Belichick coaching tree sometimes being buffoons. And I don't think O'Connell is a buffoon, but he's worked with Sean McVay, dude. So there's there could word. be something there. And then buffoon. it's a great word. Our buffoon of the week, which I think will obviously segment in a segment, potentially be bringing back to Mackie and Judd, which I yes. absolutely or, love. We're, we're trying to figure out, are we going to call it the clown of the week clown or the of buffoon the week. We need a clown. And we need a mask. Or a mask. We need the mask. Okay, we, the okay, we need to I'll order us some clown masks. Order love some Primus on Amazon, some masks and like the little honking nose, on, and, I'm all, and I'm all for it. Um, finally, too, the, and then there's, there's Jim Harbaugh here. This volatility and chaoticness that could be Jim Harbaugh running the Vikings. And if Harbaugh's the dude, I think that puts a fire underneath this organization that they're going to win now. And it could be a fiery car wreck. It could be a complete disaster. Or the Vikings might go to the GD Super Bowl. So all four of these dudes, Ryans, Raheem Morris, O'Connell, Jim Harbaugh, they're all in their own paths, I think, for what the Vikings want to choose. And I'm just so curious on which one they're going to end up going with. Yeah, this this Harbaugh stuff is so fascinating. Uh, just, Just to add some more reporting here. Uh, from John Bacon, who's doing daily Harbaugh watch he's updates <laughs> on Twitter here. So yep. he's he's the author. He wrote a book about Jim Harbaugh. He is close with Jim Harbaugh's family. So he tweeted this morning, Harbaugh watch day 30. Nobody knows how this will end, but, and then in parentheses, all info backed by two sources with direct knowledge. Michigan's offer is not a holdup. Minnesota, so basically Michigan has made an offer and and they're just okay with Harbaugh exploring his Harbaugh options, right? I don't know what else they would do, right? Right. So, yeah, go yeah. explore, get, get it out of your system. If you want to come back, come back. It's great. Yep. Um, Minnesota interviewed Harbaugh on Saturday. It went very well. No offer yet. If the Vikings offer, Miami could counter. Miami also interested. Thus, my odds of Harbaugh staying at Michigan are now down to 60-40. He had it at 80-20 last week with the 20% being the Vikings. Mm-hmm. So this is all very interesting, and not a lot of information has come out about the conversation on Saturday. Everything is very much under wraps, and we think I don't it was- think Harbaugh has an agent. So sometimes agents leak things, and I don't know. I don't know if Harbaugh's just operating without an agent. But and we think the discussion on Saturday was of the virtual variety, but there there might be an in person with the Vikings this week at some point. But the the key here is the Dolphins. Like are the Dolphins real? Are are they a bargaining chip? And and are the Vikings a bargaining chip? That could for be the Dolphins. Oh. And the, the guy that owns the, the Dolphins, a guy by the name of Steven Ross, is a is a Michigan grad. And he said at the outset of this process that I will not pilfer Jim Harbaugh from my school. But now that Jim's like, I might want to leave, would he step in now? So I like we. There's so many variables here, and this is, yeah. and this is so intriguing because it's real. I guess the question is, is it feels like Harbaugh wants to leave, and my guess is um, that that it's going to come down to, and this you know is always the most important thing. What are the Vikings willing to pay him, right? That becomes the most important thing. Probably not control, yeah. but what are the Vikings willing to pay Jim Harbaugh? Because there's there's reports that in some sort of conversation with the Bears earlier this offseason that the numbers uh, 10 and 100 were being floated okay. around, okay. which is that's the yep. Gruden contract. See you, dude. <laughs> 10 and 100, we'll yeah, uh, catch I, you later. I mean, it's not our money, and it doesn't affect the salary cap, so I guess I don't, you know, I don't really... I don't really care, but, you know, I, I, sure. I and I will say that I, I have heard over the weekend and late last week, Harbaugh, A, is very, he's not just using the Vikings as like a bargaining chip. He actually is interested in this job, and he's been doing back-channeling, asking a ton of questions about the roster and the organization and trying to do his homework. So it's a real thing. I think the biggest question for both Harbaugh and the Vikings, aside from money, yeah, I think if he if he slides a piece of paper across the counter and it says ten one hundred, yeah. I think the Wills slide it back to him and yeah. thank him for his time. Wills, um, yeah. But how realistic is it that the Vikings can just sort of run it back in two thousand twenty two? I know a lot of fans are saying, 
if you just replace Mike Zimmer with a better offensive-minded coach and someone, I know that there's a lot of a lot of people also saying, well, you just fired Mike Zimmer. Why would you bring in another sort of older, abrasive guy? Uh, well, one, Harbaugh is actually like eight years younger than Mike Zimmer. He is a much better team builder, chemistry builder. He's kind of a weird, abrasive guy, but a lot of his issues were with front office. Yes, he rubbed some players the wrong way, but uh, but for like a three, four-year stretch before he, sometimes he can wear on guys. The 49ers, his last stint in the NFL, were one of the best and closest-knit teams in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't draw comparisons to Mike Zimmer, but if the Vikings feel like 2023-24 is more of a realistic target to get the cap right, to get a, a younger quarterback in here who they can develop, is Harbaugh really going to want to be a part of that process? Or would he look to Miami and say, well, you know, Tua might not be perfect, but I can get more out of Tua. They're sort of ready to compete in a division that has a couple weak spots in it, right? So, I don't know. I think it's going to come down to what do the Vikings want to do in 2022? If they want to take a step back, which I think they should, I don't know that Harbaugh's the guy. This will be interesting. I think the Wills, the problem is, I think the Wills know what they should do, but are always tempted by two things big splashes which this this you know potentially would be a huge splash and the second thing is i think they maybe especially uh by a guy like jim who i think is is a pretty impressive presence in a room at least at first i think it'd be pretty easy to convince the wilfs of hold on a second here you're gonna rebuild oh no 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 i've looked i spent the weekend going through your roster let me tell you right yeah. now wills i'm gonna tell you right now this roster and i'm a quarterback whisperer right so like i could see them easily being talked in into forget that rebuild crap we are gonna win now um and and anyone of course guys is going to, to bring up one thing if rogers is gone this division's ours right so i i think the the Wilfs, because they're fans, probably could be easily uh, persuade of, oh, hell, let's come in and win. Might not be true, but it would definitely be fun. Somebody else pointed out as well that the main key to all of this could be one of Jim Harbaugh's favorite offensive linemen from his time at Michigan, Mason Cole. The Mason Cole was oh, are you a serious? second team all oh, Big my Ten I didn't even know offensive that. lineman at Michigan. Oh, that's hilarious. In 2016-17, which would have coincided with Jim Harbaugh's, what, first year or two oh, my at Michigan? God. That's great. What if Mason Cole is the one? He is the one. That Mason. Out, Rick Dennison. Mason Cole. Piece to this puzzle. I'll take you to the football bank, the football <laughs> blood bank. <laughs> Um, a shout-out to our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. They can help take your business to another level. Through risk management, they have 100-plus years of experience in helping business owners maximize their business's potential and minimize risk. Find out more about all the great tools and people and resources Federated can provide at federatedinsurance.com. All right, boys, statements continuing here. I'm going to give you this one. I'm just going to pull the pin out of the grenade here. The Minnesota Vikings should call the San Francisco 49ers this morning while they're emotional and upset, probably a little bit furious, and they should offer Kirk Cousins for Trey Lance. I'm going to read you a clip from John Lynch three years ago, 49ers general manager. We made the Garoppolo trade. But then there were some days when Kyle Shanahan was like in mourning because I think everybody knows his master plan was to have Kirk Cousins come in eventually and be the quarterback of the 49ers. I was proud of Kyle because I think he knew this was the right thing for our franchise, getting Jimmy Garoppolo. And he didn't hesitate. But even then, Jimmy had to really prove himself. Imagine being Kyle Shanahan. In the final 30 seconds, 60 seconds of that game yesterday, you need to drive, you need your quarterback to rise up above pressure, above oh. adversity. And Jimmy G drops back, pressure in his face, and freaks out. Does a 360, trying to get away from Eric Donald, and just throws the ball up in the air to nobody. It gets picked off, and the game is over. Mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan absolutely surveying his options. Mm hmm. 
They're probably looking at Trey Lance and saying, ah, we liked him when we drafted him. He didn't really play all year. He played a little bit. Are we really going to win a Super Bowl next year with Trey Lance? Right. Or should I revisit the one that got away? You have to put a phone call in. Uh Uh-huh. And you have to attach a second-round pick to San Francisco. Wow. Yeah. It's not going to be straight up. Yeah. You've got to put in a little taste, a little incentivizing mm-hmm. is what so, I like to call it. So you're it. saying Kirk and a second-round yeah, pick. from you, from yeah. the Trey Vikings Lance. for Trey Lance. Correct. Yeah. I don't think you can do a full-up swap either. I, no. San Francisco would be like, no, we're not doing that. But, okay, on a, scale, on a scale of like 1 to 10, 1 being, you know, this will never, ever happen, and 10 being it's already in works this morning. Like, they probably already made the phone call. Where does this fall on the reckless scale? Well, the, the, the reckless scale is high, but... I, I, the likelihood's a three, it's like a two or a three. But it's it's damn reckless. Hey, well, hold on a second though, because Quazy Quazy worked with Lynch, so he's called him to offer condolences, or is right now <laughs> dialing up. Yeah. And and Quazy Quazy is I am told, and it sounds like it's true, a genius, right? And so, what do you do? You prey on your friends. You prey on them what? at their moment of oh weakness. You prey on so your you friends. Think smart people so, prey on their so friends. So you start in up of in sports. You sure do. <laughs> so does. you start. So you start. I don't because I'm not calling people. But anyway, in Quazy's case, he's calling his boy Lynchy to, to say like, "Oh man, brutal. That was oh, was that tough to? I'm I'm John. You guys are so close. You're so close. Here's how close you are. You are Kirk Cousins and a second round pick away from the Super Bowl." And I feel that can be you, John. I mean, legitimately, it makes sense. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it at a six. I'm gonna put it at a six. It makes too much sense. If you ask Kyle this morning, and and real quick, let me back up a step because I know there's a lot of people that, well, you think Cousins is garbage, and now you think that that teams are gonna trade for a garbage quarterback. No one on this show thinks Kirk Cousins is garbage. He's like the 13th or 14th best quarterback in the league. Pro Bowl quarterback, right? Now. I think on most, he's a Pro Bowl quarterback, right? On most days, I think he's he's certainly a more accurate, better quarterback than Garoppolo. Garoppolo has probably more of a gravitational pull leadership thing to him. Yeah. You know, they're, they, they're, they both have flaws. But if you're Kyle Shanahan specifically, and you work with this dude in Washington, and for whatever reason you love him, he's the one that got away. It's documented. His general manager is saying he was in mourning because they had to, they, they, Kirk wasn't available anymore. They had to make a move for Jimmy G. If you were to ask Kyle right now, this is a Super Bowl ready team that just needs a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. That's not going to short circuit someone more accurate to get the ball to Debo in a big moment. Would you rather it be Trey Lance or Kirk Cousins in 2022? I think he says Kirk Cousins. Oh, for sure he does. I don't mm-hmm. think there's a question. Yes, this is a great idea. I love this. Make the call and get the haul. Yep. Speculation. And to the Crusaders, I will say this. Because they're all go- going to be like, well, if, if you want to trade him to win a Super Bowl in San Francisco, he, he's going to win one here. I'm going to say this. Set Kirk free. You love Kirk. Crusaders, <laughs> you love Kirk. He is your guy. Set him free. Allow him to fly and be with a man who he knows, respects, and for all... I, I think there's coaching love there. I think there's quarterback and coaching love. Set Kirk free. If he's ever going to have a chance to win, it's there with that guy. It and makes kudos perfect to San Francisco sense, for building up this ridiculous roster, mm-hmm. right? Like they're just they did a better job of building their roster around their average quarterback yep. than the Vikings have the last few years. So, yeah, yes. there's like their front office has done a better job than the Vikings front office the last four years with with Kirk Cousins. I also have news. Even if they were to make that trade, he's not winning a Super Bowl with San Francisco. Don't. No. Do not tip your hand. <laughs> what if John Lynch watches this say, now? It doesn't matter what's actually going to happen. It matters if they think it can happen. Correct. If the, like, like, like the Steelers, for instance, that's a ready-made playoff team that was being drugged, sort of drugged down by Ben Roethlisberger. That's the type of team you would look at and say, he's not perfect, but Kirk Cousins is better than not having a quarterback or yes. better than what you saw with Ben Roethlisberger last year. Right? Yes. Like there's three or four teams like this. Just San look Francisco, at the stats, Phil. His stats Pittsburgh. are great. Pro Bowl stats, man. Just look at the stats. Okay, he's going to a Pro the Bowl. The Crusaders are going to be on fire if he the, wins Pro Bowl MVP. The Crusaders 
The, the Crusaders should want him in one place, and that is is on the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. Don't I mean, jump. I mean, driving to, to the game. Okay. No, no, no. I'm not saying to jump. I'm <laughs> oh saying in San Francisco, Golden Gate Bridge. I, I'm trying to think of great places in San Fran. Alcatraz. Well, you can't put him there. That'd be he can go see it. It's not that great. I've been I've been to San Francisco. I love how you're just throwing out San Francisco <laughs> tourist estimates. <laughs> By the way, the 49ers are like an hour from San Francisco. They're not even in yeah. San you Francisco. You know what? We are living in a world of where things are perfect. <laughs> they go back to Candlestick Park. That was a I love Candlestick. It was a great dump. All right, back to Judd here. Okay, I've got one um, th- that's going to build upon what Phil said, but it's going to broaden the scope. Okay. Okay. And the statement is this: Never. A better time. If you are remaking your team a little bit, fresh start, let's call it. Let's not single out like one person yet, but fresh start. It's a dawn of a new purple day in Egan. And you, let's say, are going to trade your quarterback. His name happens to be Kirk. What a better time than now for Crazy to be working those phones. If Brady does indeed retire, which we expect, I, I think he's playing a game of cat and mouse with Schefter. Um, yeah, Shefty, Shefty doubled down on it and get up this morning. Yeah. Way. and he was, I th- not, he was not backing down from his report. And I think it's going to take place. But if that happens, we have several desperate teams who are going to be trying to find plug-and-play quarterbacks right now, and a few of these teams are going to have no intention of being crappy. They might be crappy, but they're not going to – to uh, think that they are going to be. Teams looking for a quarterback, I'll just start here, could include the Giants, the Buccaneers, the Saints, the Panthers, the Steelers, the Browns, the Colts, the Texans, the Broncos, and Washington. And don't forget that you might add the Dolphins and Seahawks if if the new Dolphins coach decides that Tua is not good. I think they're going to stick with Tua. And then where Phil is, if Russ moves on from Seattle, the Seahawks might join that list, and a team I gave you from about those 9 or 10 might be subtracted. No better time. So, yeah, I think I think the Seahawks, I mean, yes, I, there's like 9 or 10 teams. If the Seahawks traded Russ, I think they would just be going into a rebuild, so I wouldn't put them on that list. So, like, I, it's it's 8 to 10 teams are going to be looking for an upgrade of some kind. Yep. And and I'll I'll give you a piggyback statement here. It's very obvious that the demand for quarterbacks is much much greater or higher than the supply this offseason. Um and the only ones that of all the teams you just listed. Again, these are teams these are teams that are hoping to land an upgrade at quarterback, right? All those teams you just listed. Whether they actually do, it might be more of a lateral move for some of these teams, but there's only a small handful of actual needle-moving quarterbacks. Like Russell Wilson's one of them, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, depending on what happens with his legal situation. Mm-hmm. You know, Jimmy G's going to land somewhere. Kirk is probably like, if you're ranking the options here, like Aaron Rodgers is going to be probably the first domino to fall. Russell Wilson, sounds like he's demanding... A trade, sort of, but it hasn't become super frontal yet. Is Pete staying there? Yeah, I mean. So, okay. I thought I mean, he might just step down it's eventually. January 31st. Yeah, that's true. Here, so, yeah. Right? I mean, he. I think it's been announced that there's no changes. Okay. They're just going to run it back. Interesting. So, with with demand that great and, uh, and, and I mean, there's nine or ten teams and, like, maybe four dudes who move the needle for these teams. There's going to be bidding wars for these quarterbacks. So this would you'd almost be foolish to not explore trying to get a first round pick and a third round pick for Cousins. Somebody will pay, and I know the salary for 2022 is is kind of a disaster. But I don't think teams look at his contract as a problem. They'll just you know they'll extend him for two or three years. Well, why don't the Vikings do it? Free Kirk Cousins. Yep. Yep. <laughs> free set him free. If you love him, set him free. If the Steelers feel like he's the guy, that's cool. Send him over to the Steelers, and and they can go and try as hard as they as they might. But yeah, this would be a great time to pick up the phone and and make some calls. What's the percent chance you think they actually trade Cousins in the next like three months? Oh, I think it's higher than people think. I think that that it's if if Harbaugh's the coach, I'm a little bit more on the fence about it. 
if they go with a younger coach, I think that there's a pretty good chance. I'm going to put it at a. I'm going to put it at forty percent that he's traded. And then what's the other sixty percent? He stays. That he stays, or that they restructured, which I don't want. But I'm just saying, I think they're going to explore at least trading him. But until they actually name the coach, it's a little bit uh, more difficult to handicap right now. Um, but it's it's tough. I think that there is a very good chance, though, that they explore it. And I'm telling you, I do not think that that San Francisco idea is a dumb idea. I think it's a good idea. I would make that call, and I would attach a draft pick and say, look, Trey Lance might be great, but he ain't yet. Well, uh, and that, uh, you answer the question, Dax, and I yeah. have another 49ers follow. Uh, I, I have it at about 55% that he's traded. I, I, I've kind of yeah. been withering at about 50-50 for, since basically the regular season ended for the Vikes. Um, I think it's still about 55. I, I would actually think the way you're teasing the upshot, I thought you were going to say like 60 or 70. Um, I just 40 don't know. seems low to me. Yeah, I, I don't know what the lower. coach yet. I just don't know. Sure. But I, I, I think it's I think it's still a coin flip because, yeah, we don't know who the head coach is going to be. But with Kwesi coming in here and having basically no attachment to Kirk, yeah. I don't think we can put it as a, as, a, as a definitive that he's still locked in and here. Yeah, that's probably true. That's a good point. So here's another thing. So the, the 49ers are on this list of, of teams that are trying to upgrade, right? Colts, another one, like Carson Wentz. They don't want Carson Wentz. Is there a team out there? Like, there's teams that you could make a trade with. Like, if you traded with the Colts, they would want to offload Wentz. So there's some, like, the, the right. Browns would want to offload Baker. 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 Right. You know, San Francisco has Jimmy G under contract, but there's only, like, a million or two guaranteed. So they, they could move on. Teams know that you know, they could probably just cut him, and then you can get him for cheaper. But what I was going to say is, would you trade Kirk and a second for Lance? Or would you try to find a team that would give you picks for Kirk? And then you'd have to go find your own Trey Lance. Do you like, like Lance? Willis or somebody else. I mean, I liked him before the draft. That's the question. I mean, and also the storyline. Yeah. Him, Marshall, Minnesota. Like, the, I think we forget that he's from Minnesota. I don't care about that. Like, but, but, I, don't, but, I don't care about I, that. I get that. But also, like, the, the buildup of that could, I'm saying it could be a lot of fun because it's a hometown boy franchise quarterback who's literally from here. So I, I think care. the demand and stuff for that is even even cooler. I know you guys are, but do we want? It, but but if we think that that he justified the spot that he was drafted in, I make that trade. If I think a lot of people would say that. It, then we probably don't. A lot of people would say that he would be the number one quarterback in this year's draft class, right? Like if you were to take him, just if yes, he, was, he would be. Yeah, you're right. And if, if that's right. the case, so let's let's just say, you know, would you trade Kirk Cousins in a second round pick for the best quarterback in this year's draft class? And the and save yes. By the way, like thirty five million dollars to the cap, one hundred percent, or be more like thirty million. But yeah, I would. I would too. My problem is this with Kirk and my odds on him being traded. While I personally would trade him, if Harbaugh gets the job, I mean, I guess that there's a case to be made that Harbaugh would have convinced the Wills I can win now, and he probably would have to possibly sell that with Kirk. I could see I could see Jim saying, "Give me Kirk, I'll win now." Sign Kirk to an, an extension because the reality for for Harbaugh's shelf life is probably what guys about four years, five years. Yeah. So it's been that way, you probably yeah. extend Kirk, which I don't like, but you but by three years and say, "Go win right now," and and that might and be then, what course, they say. Then if you're if you're Quasi, you are now attaching your entire career as a general manager, at least the first time around. And there's no guarantee of a second stint. Yep. To Kirk Cousins and Jim Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. And it's a high wire act. Do I think Jim Harbaugh could get the most out of Kirk Cousins? I do. But how do you fix the rest of the roster, right? You could you could maybe take fifteen or twenty million off Kirk's cap hit for this year, push them down the road. There's you know, there's still they they'd need to cut twenty five or thirty more elsewhere. It's almost impossible to rebuild this thing up to Super Bowl contention in one off season, and if that's the case, you're better off just sort of clearing out cap space for 2023. I agree with that. That that's why I ultimately lean away from Harbaugh. Yeah, but sign me up. I mean, if if they pull the trigger on Harbaugh, like I'm here for it. I'm conflicted. <laughs> it would be so much fun. Yeah. Okay, Dex, back to you. Statements. Here. Yeah, my next statement is, and I, I hate to be fun police here, but God, I hope the Super Bowl is as good as the NFL playoffs have been. <sighs> I think the bar is so high right now after what we saw 
in a divisional round, which might have been the greatest football weekend of all time. Last night and championship weekend was also damn good. Like, we had two amazing games um, that came right down to it. And I'm just hoping the Super Bowl lives up to that. What was it, three years, the Rams-Patriots one, when the Rams went the first time with Jared Goff? It was like 10-3, to and it was just an absolute dud of a Super Bowl. With how fun these NFL playoffs have been, I actually still enjoyed Super Wild Card Weekend. I thought it was still great, even though Judd hates seven seeds. I'm just yeah, hopeful no that. that this Super Bowl is just as fun as this NFL playoffs have been because it's been an absolute wild ride. Like You see yeah. why the NFL playoffs and the NFL as a whole are the king sport in, this, in, 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 all of, in all of the USA. This is why. The playoffs have been so I'm, much fun. I'm laughing because you know, we all love baseball on this show, but like baseball is... Baseball is what? like meeting in hotel What's conference court? rooms, trying to figure out. Uh, okay, how Super do we? Uh, status. Yeah, yeah, how do we <laughs> figure out? You're so right. This complicated free agency web, and uh, how do we get a 25 year old to watch our product? I got a super Joe three. Burrow's, Joe Burrow's wearing a fifteen thousand dollar gold chain or whatever it is. <laughs> diamond chain. I mean, it's it, it's it's so much fun. It's so much fun. I almost. I almost expected two letdown games this last weekend because how could you ever live up to what happened divisional weekend? And it did. And the Chiefs game started off awful. It was an (laughs) 18-point deficit. You thought, oh, the Bengals are going to get run out of the stadium. And then it's like, hold on a second. This turned into a great game. Joe Burrow. Actually, speaking of Joe Burrow, okay. my next statement is great quarterbacks lift everything and everyone else up. They set the tone for the organization. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow has been pressured 59 times in three playoff games. 59 pressures. He got sacked nine times <laughs> yeah. in the divisional I'm not round. I'm surprised, yes. And he just stays cool as you can possibly be, if not even a little bit arrogant with some swagger despite all that pressure. He almost says, bring it on. How much more do you got? I don't care, right? Uh-huh. And he just stands in the pocket or he runs despite having torn his knee up last year, runs between linebackers for key first downs. I mean, everything about him has changed the identity of this organization over the course of the last, what, two years, basically, year and a half. 59 pressures in three playoff games. It is okay to rise above adversity and still pull your team as a leader and as a great quarterback to victories. I say that independent of any sort of evaluation of the Vikings. So you're saying, wait, hold on a second here. Despite the comparisons that you guys are going to want to draw. Are you trying to tell me that his offensive line is bad and he's allowed to succeed? I am praising Joe Burrow. There are rules against this. This I am told this. This is about Joe Burrow. There is a a group of very passionate fans in my Twitter timeline who have told me before that if you don't have the greatest offensive line of all time, you're not allowed to succeed. This is yeah. I, I mean, I'm I'm just here to talk about Joe Burrow. Okay, Judd, this will go past Judd's head, but this is Shawn Michaels slapping the Undertaker in the face, saying, yes. "Do it again. I dare you. <laughs> Put me out. Try it one more time. Try it one more time." Yes, I'm all love in on him. Burrow, dude. God, I love him. He is so fun to watch. So fun to watch. But it's impossible. It's impossible to find good young quarterbacks. It's not possible. Yeah, but, you'll never find him. Yeah. Uh, all right, back to Judd. <sighs> No calls are the best calls, is my statement. After a regular season of the officiating crews throwing flags and slowing games down like it was going out of style, like like there, there would be people fired if you don't throw 25 flags, and officials slowing games down and disrupting the flow of not great games, but what certainly could have been qualified as good games, but instead were turned into boring games, the officials, again, in the playoffs, and especially on Sunday, got it right. We saw flags, but you know what we didn't see? We didn't see a flag every time that, that we saw a potential foul. I saw a bunch in, in the Chiefs game. There were a bunch they didn't call. There were shots to the helmet. There, there were um, cornerbacks tugging on receivers, and they called some. But you know what they didn't do, you guys? They didn't call everyone. And I'm here to applaud that. I am here to applaud that. They let the game flow. And I know on every play, you could call holding on every single play, and that's true. But you know what? It's better if you don't. So I applaud that, and I ask one question. How can we 
get the league to understand that the amount of flags that we saw on Sunday in those two games, which were penalties when absolutely necessary to call them, should be what we see all season long. Yeah, I think they try to set the tone, right, <laughs> with points of emphasis in September and yes. part of October. It, it just ru- and, but it ruins games. It yeah. ruins the flow. This was great. This was fantastic. Kudos to everyone who had a, a hand on a hanky on Sunday and said, <laughs> nah, this game's pretty fun to watch. Kudos to you. Yeah. It was freaking great. Can I, uh, Dex, do we have that graphic that I sent you? Because I'd like to... My next statement is the streak continues. No team has ever won a Super Bowl with a quarterback making more than 13% of the team's salary cap. And we'll show you here the 2021 quarterback cap numbers next to also just to look ahead, the 2022 quarterback cap numbers. So uh, there's a clear cutoff. Matthew Stafford was at 11% of the team's salary cap. Joe Burrow was at 4% of the team's salary cap. And uh, and you'll see that there's just a handful of guys that have basically no chance. Can we go full screen on yes. that? So 2021 on the left for the YouTube audience here, Russell Wilson, Kirk Cousins, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan, Jimmy G, and Ben Roethlisberger were the six quarterbacks above the 13% line. They're all eliminated now. Matt Stafford, 11%. Joe Burrow, 4.5% of the team's salary cap. You might be asking, what about Pat Mahomes? Didn't he sign that big contract? He did, but they reshuffled money so that they could lower his cap hit to, like, where's he at on here? To, uh, yeah, 4%. He was at 4% this year at $7.5 million. Mm-hmm. Um, Big-time missed opportunity to win only one Super Bowl with Pat Mahomes on those sort of team-friendly contracts the last few years. Mm-hmm. In terms of next year... And this is before restructures. A lot of these guys are getting it restructured. There's like 10 quarterbacks that are over the 13% line. Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, Deshaun Watson, Ryan Tannehill, Russell Wilson, Pat Mahomes, Dak Prescott, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Jimmy G. Uh, those guys are all at 13% or above. Again, that's before restructures. So the target line to get to, if you want to be 13% or below, is $26 million for a cap hit. Unless you think that your quarterback is going to be the first quarterback to buck this trend almost 30 years of the current NFL salary cap structure. So that means if you're going to restructure Kirk in some way, you have to cut his cap number from 45 to a maximum of $26 million so you can spend money on the rest of your roster, a center, a guard, another edge rusher, a starting cornerback, whatever it may be. It's very interesting. I know Jimmy G was like, you know, a play or two away from being in the Super Bowl. Right. But once again, the streak continues. If you have a quarterback making 13% or more of the team salary cap, sorry, you just you aren't winning a Super Bowl until someone does it. Basher, hater, can't believe you. I saw Kirk march down the field against the Bengals week one and set up his team for a yeah. victory. Kirk won that game. All right, Kirk won Kirk that game. Kirk got a win. You know what? Kirk wins. That's what we, that's the new stat. Kirk wins. Vikings, 0-1-1. Kirk, 1-0. The next week, bang or uh, Cardinals, right? Vikings, 0-1-2. Kirk, 2-0. Kirk got off to a perfect start, you haters. Yeah, in September. <sighs> yeah, I'm did. talking January. I know. I'm talking February here. Yep. Mm-hmm. Gets cold, right, you got to improve. Any final statements from you two jokers? I I'm, got, just, I'm just trying to bring up objective fair points about the National oh Football League. I got one more. Kirk Cousins I got one month. more. It's got nothing to do with Kirk Cousins or quarterback play, but it has everything to do with the National Football League. My statement is this. The Appleby song and halftime oh. analysis don't mix. So this is one of the greatest blunders I have ever seen when, when they went down to the field at the Chiefs-Bengals game and right behind the studio team of what? Boomer and Phil Sims and Nate Burleson and James Brown um, and Cower. Like right behind them are the speakers that are blaring the Applebee song guy as loud Walker as possible. Hayes. I don't Put know. Put some respect on his name. Yeah, no, he's the Applebee's guy. I just thought I'd like to go to Applebee's. That's all I could think of. That's all I could hear. I, that is one of the greatest blunders, honestly. Like, did that, who didn't did that plan producer for get that? fired? 
So there's a producer like that somebody, had the worst 15 minutes of their professional like, life who, on Who paraded on the speakers out right behind them and, like, left, oh, this, hey, hey, Jerry, this is a perfect place for the speakers. Well, but it's not, but but, but the speakers are going to be where they're going to be. It's a halftime show. Yeah. You've got so many places you could just, like, move to do, like, they could have just, so Fox learned their lesson. So there was a, there was a, was it the Chainsmokers were playing yes. the yeah. NFC yep. halftime? And so the the Fox crew wasn't sitting at the desks. They were just, like, standing with microphones in an area where there weren't speakers. Yep. And these poor guys are literally, JB is, like, leaned over to Phil Simms just yelling at questions laughing. in his face. Boomer's just he's like, <laughs> I can't hear anything you know, guys are saying. Bengals can come back today, Jeb. It's going to be awfully tough. Oh, my at God. At one point, Boomer was like, I don't know if one of you guys already said this, but... Uh, <laughs> But you know what we don't need? We Aaron do- Rodgers is going to boycott the Super Bowl. Back to you. We don't. We do not need <laughs> halftime extravagant halftime shows and concerts at the conference title games. If you're not going to show them, which they don't, right? Don't do them. <laughs> like the only reason to do it is if you're going to televise it. The fans in a stadium freezing their tuchuses off do not need a, oh, I can't believe it's the Applebee's guy. This is going to be great. Get the Applebee's guy off the field. Do Just do your halftime little thing or don't do nothing. Sell your beers and let's start the football game. I uh, I was texting with a friend of mine who used to work for CBS Sports and corporate in this kind of exact realm. And I was like, what do you think is happening right now <laughs> watching this unfold? And he said, I bet all my bosses and execs are losing their mind. And I said, well, like, but how does it happen? Like, how, how, do you, how did this transpire? And his, his case was, I bet that the Chiefs didn't communicate their plans to CBS since it was a championship game. The Chiefs were probably working with the NFL and CBS was working with the NFL. And probably between the CBS okay. and Chiefs, something got lost in translation. And someone's ass probably got fired, if not absolutely reamed for what transpired <laughs> yesterday. Dude. Like, they knew. He was there, the segment, too. Yeah. The segment starts, and they have, like, you know, eight minutes or whatever. And it's not like there's a studio they can throw back to. Like, they are the anchors for those eight minutes. Right. And so it would be one thing if, uh, all right, this is a train wreck. Let's go back to the studio, and you guys figure it out. Like, that was the studio. studio. <laughs> um, do you guys want for the road here <laughs> Reckless speculation. a DM I just got? Yes. Yeah. This sure. is highly Always. reckless. Okay. This is highly reckless. And it is from... An anonymous Twitter account. Okay. So take it with a grain of salt here. Okay. All right. All right. We've been talking a lot of Jim Harbaugh. And this anonymous direct message says, Phil, I wanted to give you an update. One of my friends, friends, so one of my friends, friends. Grandma's sister. Plays football, plays football at Michigan. Okay. They were told just a few minutes ago here on this Monday morning that there will be an unplanned, spontaneous meeting that everyone has to attend. Reckless speculation. Oh, my God. Why, why would the Michigan football team be called into an unplanned spot? It wouldn't be for an extension. You think it's because the head coach at said school is going to be the next Vikings coach or the next Dolphins coach? Or Dolphins coach. Yeah. I think he's gone. Don't the Vikings have to have a face-to-face interview with a minority candidate, though, first? And so if this news drops today, it's the Dolphins. I believe you're correct. Yes, I believe that is so, correct. Um, but they are, but isn't isn't today the day that they're talking to Raheem Morris? That's what that's what Dex said, yeah. They're flying, mm-hmm. they're flying out there, mm-hmm. right? Since LA. the Rams qualified for the Super Bowl. Yep. Interesting. So I wonder if... I don't know. I, was, I, I mean, guess we'll see. That is, I guess we'll see. That is totally yeah. reckless, but I love it. Reckless <laughs> speculation. I love, oh, I love this time of year is so much fun. I love it. Dude, and think about, there's a lot of people that are new to the show here, Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily, and maybe you're just, this is your foray into the reckless speculation lifestyle. Welcome to the club. Mm-hmm. Build up the endurance, man, because yep. we got a week yep. of, there's coaching stuff this week, Open and then it's going to be months of free agency speculation, Kirk Cousins. Right. It's a lifestyle. It, it is a lifestyle. Yeah. Like, you don't come in for a day and be, be like, I'm just going to sample it. If you're in, you're in. And once you're you in check the in you're to the club, club you're, you're going to be in the club, and you need to stay in the club. Forever. That's the first rule of the Reckless, reckless Speculation Club. Speculation. Don't talk about Reckless Speculation. Never, never. <laughs> 
Not with Kirk stands. <laughs> not with the All Crusaders. Right. We got to get to Purple Daily here, so be sure. We're going to go a little bit deeper on the, mm. the, the updates on the coaching search and, uh, and some other things that pertain to the Vikings. So check it out, Purple Daily. Um, there's two YouTube channels, too, the Scornoth YouTube channel. Please click subscribe and the Purple Daily YouTube channel. You can spread the word about this community of Vikings and Minnesota sports fans. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.